0: SBS. Our guest today is Dvir Abramovich, the chairman of the Anti Defamation Commission, which is the Australian legal civil rights organization fighting anti Semitism. Shalom, Dr. Dvir Abramovich, and welcome to SBS Shalom Australia.
1: Hello, Nitsa. Please call me Dvir.
0: Dvir, I'd like to talk to you, especially when we are so close to the International Holocaust Remembrance Day, about the resurgence of anti-Semitism around the world, and in particular in Australia. How can we combat it?
1: That's a, that's a very good question. and I think there's no magic formula or a recipe for dealing with uh, the oldest hatred and this ancient disease. And I think if people uh, thought that uh, 2022 was um, bad and that it could not possibly get any worse, I think they'll be wrong because the tides of anti-Semitism continue to rise higher and higher as we find ourselves at the center of the storm. And I would say that the picture ain't pretty. There's a malevolent shadow stalking our nation. And we've got almost daily reports of Jews being harassed and abused, uh, either online or in the real world, at work, at schools. And the list of incidents is too long. I'll just give you a context. The coronavirus of the last uh, few years uh, dialed up the rhetoric and really fanned the flames. We had newly created online chat groups here on extremist friendly platforms like telegram and others and they not just contain the usual myth of jews creating the pandemic but also threats of violence against our community so the kind of scapegoating the kind of slow burning poison that is amplified in cyberspace and let's let's remember that social media is the greatest propaganda machine of anti-semitism that the world has ever seen so i think jews feel like they're under siege there are many parents who are afraid and with good reason because they know that there are many Jewish students today at public and private schools who are being harassed and intimidated and abused
0: simply for being Jewish. Why do you think, I mean, you did mention the social media and COVID, and I think the economic situation around the world is not uh, uh, so promising at the moment, but why in Australia?
1: I don't think we're isolated. global trends, and if you look at uh, every single country uh, across uh, the globe, there's been a steady and dramatic rise in anti-Semitism. I think there's a few reasons. I think that uh, the internet has given every bigot a megaphone so they can amplify their toxic and their poisonous rhetoric, and they can spread their falsehoods and their conspiracy theories instantaneously, uh, inexpensively, and anonymously one reason. I think the other reason is that we have too many social media posts, whether it is on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, that are not being monitored and are not being uh, controlled properly by the big tech companies. The other issue, I think, which is very troubling is that it seems that anti-Semitism is uh, normalized. And the one thing that we haven't spoken about is that uh, a lot of people are using the anti-Israel, anti-Zionist Uh, cover to promote and to spread classic anti-Semitic myths, you know, that uh, the Jews are greedy, that the Jews are uh, are money hungry, that the Jews are cruel and vicious. So we often see what we call old wine in new bottles. Israel has now become the big Jew and there's a growing hostile climate and environment for Jews here.
0: So do you connect it to the anti-Israel sentiment
1: Absolutely. I I think uh, a lot of people would say, look, uh, we are not uh, anti-Semitic, but we are anti-Zionists. And let's make something very clear. Hatred of Israel leads to hatred of Jews. Anti-Semites attack us not for what we do, but for who we are. And I think that, you know, it's it's almost as if anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism working together in concert. And I think that there are people who hate Jews, but they're using the pretext of saying, you know, we hate Israel, and Israel is the new Nazi Germany. And the big agenda, in my view today, is to try and cancel out Israel and Zionism, to say you cannot be a good Jew if you support Israel. You cannot be a good Jew if you're a Zionist. And it seems that all taboos have fallen away. Hating Israel is becoming normal, whether it is through the BDS or whether it is through the demonization of Israel. So Jews are, in a sense, facing this uh, tsunami of hatred of all fronts from the anti-Semites and from the anti-Israel and anti-Zionists.
0: We're talking to Dr. Dvira Varmovich, the chairman of the Anti-Defamation Commission, the Australian-leading civil rights organization fighting anti-Semitism, and you are listening to SBS Shalom Australia with Nietzsche-Lohenstein. Tvira, so what is the importance of the International Holocaust Remembrance Day?
1: Let's just mention that this is a day that was designated by the United Nations as an occasion to remember and honor the six million Jews and millions of Poles, Russians, Roma, the disabled and political dissidents who were brutally exterminated in the death factories of the Nazis. I think that the Holocaust a reflective moment for us to take stock of what's happening and to actually reflect on what we can do. It's To me, it's always been a, a call to arms. It's been a rallying cry for us to make sure that never again doesn't become empty rhetoric. I think that the Holocaust teaches us numerous lessons. I think the first one is that there can be no greater failure than silence, and that silence is complicity. I think it was Bonhoeffer who said, when you don't say something, you're saying something. And when you don't do something, you're doing something. So the Holocaust carries important universal lessons that should be ingrained in our collective memory. And I always say that the horrors of the Holocaust did not begin in the gas chambers, Again, with hateful words of incitement and contempt, and with the dehumanizing of anyone who was deemed unworthy by the nazis so the holocaust and holocaust international holocaust remembrance day serves to me as a lasting reminder that we all have to redouble our effort in confronting intolerance and persecution that we have to strengthen the democracy and its founding pillars and that we have to ensure that the human rights of all people are preserved regardless of uh, uh, their background, sexual orientation, faith or creed. And also that we must never give in to the conspiracy of silence where we witness ethnic violence or stereotyping and all kinds of bigotry, that we have to stand united in combating hate whenever and wherever it occurs. So this is the idea that we have to stand up to extremism. Uh, we have to stand up for the weak and the vulnerable, for the elderly, the LGBTIQ plus community, uh, women who are victims of violence, the disabled, and of course, are indigenous Australians. So a country is not just what it does, it is also what
0: it is tolerates. Dvir, what I'm worried about is that uh, our education system in Australia doesn't really teach about the Holocaust and people are ignorant. If you can think that uh, the Premier of New South Wales, I mean, he expressed regret and he knows it was wrong, but when he was 21, 20 years ago, he thought it was fun to dress in Nazi uniform. It shows that our education system is lacking. He didn't understand what it means even at that
1: time. I'll have something to say about uh, the, the Premier in a moment. But I do want to sort of give something positive, and that is that over the last uh, two to three years, there's been a movement in Australia, and I've been one of the people uh, leading it, but there have been also other uh, organizations, individuals who have been advocating for it. And that is the, the importance of Holocaust edu- education. And I'm pleased to say, I'm very pleased to say that governments uh, across the nation have been embracing this uh, push and have been instituting mandatory uh, Holocaust education. Now, look, when it comes to the New South Wales Premier, I, like many others across New South Wales, but I think the nation were obviously shattered and saddened by this revelation. Uh, As I said at the time, wearing the Nazi uniform at any age is shameful. It is an act of enormous insensitivity, it is an affront to the victims and survivors. But this incident demonstrated the importance of mandatory Holocaust education for young people and how vital it is to teach them about the indescribable crimes of the Nazis and to inculcate the lessons of history's darkest period into their understanding and consciousness. I accepted the Premier's apology, I thought it was sincere, I thought it was heartfelt, appreciated his efforts to immediately reach out to the Jewish communities. We have to use every moment as a teachable moment. I think that uh, Perete's uh, confession uh, gave rise to a lot of uh, soul-searching and reflection amongst not just the Jewish community, but also the non-Jewish community.
0: I wanted to ask you about Kenya West. What damage does he cause?
1: It is mind-boggling. Even an issue because I think there would be many people who would be surprised that why that we are even having this discussion given uh, the things that Kanye has said. Like, what else does Kanye need to say to be disqualified from entering this country? There is no doubt that he is a dangerous man. Here is the most uh, public, uh, visible, and unapologetic anti-Semite in the world today. He's got hundreds of millions of followers uh, across the world. He's got a uh, growing fandom on not just TikTok, but other social media platforms. Unfortunately, there there will be a lot of young people who believe the lies and the falsehoods that he says about the Jewish community. I mean, he is a unvarnished hate preacher, somebody who loves Nazis and Hitler and keeps uh, spewing reprehensible, revolting, Theories uh, about uh, the Jewish community. And we in the Jewish community know from history that you always have to be vigilant, that words can very quickly escalate into real life violence. And when people are constantly told by somebody like Kanye that the Jews are bad and that the Jews are evil and that uh, they control the media and government, you know, when they're fed all these uh, conspiracy theories, they may feel emboldened to demean, to degrade, and to carry out attacks against the Jewish community. So all it takes is one person hearing Kanye's rants against the Jewish community to say, I need to do something about this community. So I've called on the Minister for Immigration to deny Kanye's entry when he applies for visa because we need to send an unequivocal message that uh, any form of racism, any form of intolerance, will never find a shelter in our country.
0: Dr. Dvir Abramovich, the chairman of the Anti-Defamation Commission, the Australian-leading civil rights organization fighting anti-Semitism. Thank you so much, and good luck with your fight.